Hello, welcome to the Lifehouse Church Beloved Podcast. My name is Lena Hobson and I'm here with Carolyn and Snakey Thomas. We're continuing on with our podcast series on Proverbs, um, looking at what the wise person does in all facets of life. So last week we spoke, well last podcast we talked about um, how a wise person, how a wise person deals with their children, you know, they, they discipline and they correct them. Um, and just talking about like how we provide for our kids and that spiritual heritage that we want to give them. This podcast, we're going to continue by looking at our, our friends, a wise person. How, how do they deal with their friends? What do they do? All right, so Stacy, how does a wise person value their friends? Um... So Proverbs 27.10 says, Do not forsake your friend or a friend of your family. and Do not go to your relative's house when disaster strikes you. Better a neighbour nearby than a relative uh, far away. So, um, I was looking at, uh, sorry, I lost my place. Um, looking at how like you, you've got to value your friend's input um, in that, like, this is talking about like when a disaster strikes. So in you've got to seek your friends out. You've got to seek those close by you in the trials and in the triumphs. Um, mm. You know, you've got to have that. You value them because they're that person that you, once something good happens to you, you instantly want to tell them the news. They're the, they're the ones that you want to have in your life. Um, you don't have kids now. <laughs> you stuck yeah, with them. You tell your family straight away, but you, there's certain friends that you really just like. You you, you message them straight away. Guess what? Um, so and so's happened, you know. And you you um you rely and you ask for their opinion, not only um because it's like their opinion is important to you, but they're also not that you don't do it really because you want to hear it, but. They're going to tell you where you're going wrong and they're going to be like the one that kind of puts you in their place. <laughs> yeah, not say, so much. <laughs> Stacey, let's just get down to business. That's um, terrible. <laughs> you're doing it all wrong or whatever. So they're the ones, like you value their input and you want them in your life because of that input. Um, and I think what you're saying there, your friends, like it's really important because it's your Christian friends who become your Christian family. And yeah. it's really important that, um, especially if your actual blood family are not Christian, that you rely on your Christian friends. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus himself, Matthew 12, 47 to 50, um, you know, Jesus was teaching and they, they came and interrupted him. And it says, someone told him, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. He replied to him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Pointing to his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers, for whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. And I think that's so important. You know, there's um, lots of people that can actually rely on their Christian family, but actually can't rely on their blood family. And I think that's really important that, you know, you are surrounding yourself with strong Christians, like you say, Stacey, but not fully up in age or whatever. And sadly, sometimes that's not your family, and and often there can be splits in the family where they're not standing on the word of God, and you are, and you have to go elsewhere then for your support base. 
Well, I have that in my family, but... <laughs> <laughs> you. Um, and I think also just as much as a, a warning is that for Christians who don't understand that concept and may still stick very closely and rely on heavily their non-Christian family yeah. um, and they have very close ties with them and not realising that you're like, that's spiritual influence you're allowing yeah, into your life, that's yeah. negative. And, um, you know, like... You need to be careful about who you allow to speak into your life, even when they are blood relatives. Yeah. If they're not godly people, it's still a negative transfer that yeah. you're allowing in, and you need to be careful of that relationship. And if they're not godly, they shouldn't actually be speaking into your life. You shouldn't be allowing that. Mm. Yeah. But people will maintain yeah. that because yeah. it's my natural oh, it's family. It's my family, so I have to maintain it or whatever, and they think it's wrong to cut off it sometimes. And sometimes you, you should. To. Yeah, you yeah. should. Yeah. yeah, I found that I've... Um, I've never been one to stick with my friends. I have a, a friend in each kind of time period, so I had a bunch of friends at school. But once I left school, I wasn't. I didn't maintain that. I was at a different maturity level to them, and I knew that I didn't want them in my life. But I had friends in university, and the, the same thing happened. We all moved away, and I'm still um, in contact with them, but I don't necessarily want them to have a deep impact in my life because I know that it might not be the right direction that we have and you know it's not the same as my solid group of lifehouse friends that speak into my life and I I want to you know as a husband and wife we want to hang out with these people and we want to do it on a regular basis Hmm. yeah I think it's really interesting that scripture you read before Stacey um Proverbs 27.10, do not forsake your friend or a friend of your family. Do not go to your relative's house when disaster strikes you. Better a neighbor nearby than a relative far away. And I think that scripture is really interesting because it's written into a context of a culture that like really placed high value on family. Yeah. Um, and it, to me, it says that a friendship can be more valuable than a relationship with a relative. Like if you've got that spiritual... Um, that you know, deep spirit to spirit connection with a godly person yeah. that is a far more valuable relationship, um, and that's something that we want to tend to and value, and we want to keep that friendship um, because you know you want to surround yourself with people of God and their you know the fellow disciples who will encourage you towards that that goal of being Christ like. You don't want to surround yourself with people, even though they may be family, who do not have that same goal. As, as you. Yeah, and that's where that scripture as well comes in. It's uh, 1 Corinthians. Um, I don't remember the... I'll, I've got it somewhere else. But basically it says, do not be... Oh, 1 Corinthians 15.33, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Yeah. And, and I think as much as, you know, I was thinking about this when we were actually we talking about how a wise man, a wise man would relate to his friends or his children or whatever. And I think... This while we're talking about we as wise people need to value our friends, I think, you know, what we are doing in our discussion here as well, and it's a point I wanted to bring, is not just do we look at it as this is what we've got to do, but we also need to make sure that that's what we are allowing in our life in return, you know what I mean? So it's about us valuing friends and, you know, but yeah. make sure as well we also, um, you know, who values us, like who are we allowing to, you know, have the input into us as well. Yeah. Both, you know, it goes both ways, even though we're just talking about. Mm. 
I had a friend once who I could see sort of going down a bad path and I, you know, spoke to her one day like, look, I don't think this is a great idea. I think if you keep this, it's, it's you know, may have a consequence that's not, um, yeah, not a good idea. You need to, I think you need to stop this. And um, she says, oh, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine, fine. And ended up in that bad situation and consequence didn't value my advice and that's sort of the point where I started to withdraw like a deep relationship with this person because if they weren't willing to listen to some godly advice mm-hmm. um that's not really the person that I want to have in a yeah. deep friendship yeah, yeah absolutely mm. all right a wise person is constant to their friends um now look at proverbs seventeen seventeen. a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity proverbs eighteen twenty four. one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother i really like that scripture yeah <laughs> and i think there's a double message in there hey so it's you know it's it's talking about be reliable um, and constant to your friends, but it's also giving you the message, but choose your friends carefully as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So there's that double lesson there. If you read that um, 1824 in the Amplified, it says, A man of too many friends chosen indiscriminately mm-hmm. will be broken in pieces and come to ruin, but there is a true loving friend who is reliable and sticks closer than a brother, which I think is a really good full Amplified meaning. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, you know, a wise person chooses their friends carefully and they remain loyal and true through all seasons and circumstances, yeah. not just when it's easy and fun and good. Um, and that's when you see what your friends are made of in, yes. in those those trials. Hey, um, is there going to be friends that will stick closer to you than a relative? So they're the truly valuable friends that you want to keep around. You know, A wise person is faithful to their friends. You know, they choose to think the best of them. They choose not to be critical or gossip. They stand up for their friend when others seek to tear them down. Um, you know, stand by you in a trying circumstance, not be mysteriously unavailable all of a sudden, but selfish, selfless and generous. Um, I still remember when Ben broke his leg. He was in hospital for some time waiting to get surgery. And um, David and Carolyn were one of the, the few people who came and visited us in hospital, even though David really hates hospitals. Um, <laughs> um, and there was one point you caught me in the car park leaving and I was, I was quite upset being a, a pretty bad day of it. And, um, you brought me back up to the room for a chat and then I'm pretty sure you took me out to dinner. Yeah. yeah at the coffee club on the way home. David and Karen. I remember special. that long wave like space in the parking lot. <laughs> Um, and you know, you brought me gross meat, groceries for me and you helped me get things ready to have Ben's mum up to come, come and stay and help us out from, um, with us. And you know, that was like, you guys were really constant and true and loyal. Um, and on the flip side, you know, I still remember someone who I considered a close friend at the time, just like one example of like, you know, she was wanting to sell her home and I spent several weekends helping her get her house ready and presented for sale and then moving helping shift and set everything up and clean the new house again but then a few months later when I was moving house nowhere to be seen and had some lame excuse about why they weren't there they showed up literally as we have finished everything put everything away um and that was I learnt the value of that 
friendship in that small little example just there. You know, a wise person is constant to their friends and they remain loyal. That's, they... for me, out of friendship, that is the biggest thing, loyalty. I don't care if you don't do nothing for me. Loyalty. <laughs> are you, when someone's talking about me, are you going to keep quiet or stand up for me? That that counts for me more than anything. That's the quickest way to have me just totally cut you off if I know that you haven't, you know. Yeah. yeah. Just different people, I guess, are different things that really... Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Anyone? Anyone? Oh, 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 take us. Oh, Lena covered the point so thoroughly. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. A, a wise person gives his friends, her friends, counsel. Yeah, I think this Pearls is the one that's really so crucial because it's like what Stacey was um, talking about earlier where your friends actually pull you up when you need it. I mean, they can be giving you counsel sometimes. It's easy, you know, it might be pleasant things that you're getting counsel on, but the, the, the big one is that actually speaking <laughs> in God, the advice that's rooted in the Word of God, especially when it's not what they want to hear. And and that, to me, is true love and true friendship um, because it's hard to do that. And um, Proverbs 27, 9 says, Perfume and incense bring joy to the heart, and the pleasantness of a friend springs from their heartfelt advice. Um I like this scripture as well, Proverbs 27, 5 to 6. Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. And then I've been thinking about that scripture. A friend of mine actually posted that on Instagram the other day and just thinking about it and especially the part that wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. And I was just thinking that enemy multiplies kisses. I figure that means that you know, it's these friends that will actually pat your head and sympathise with you. And in the end, they actually are enemies because they're not actually doing you any good. You know, where we talked about the scriptures, if you hate your child, you won't discipline them. So it's that kind of thing. Like someone that's multiplying kisses is like, oh, don't worry, Lena, it'll be all right. I'm being sympathetic with you, especially if it's a situation where you're in the wrong or in sin or whatever. And so I'm just multiplying kisses. But where it's um, a true friend and giving you that open rebuke and those wounds can be trusted because I'm speaking into that and, you know, you mm. might not see that as a thing at the time. So I think that's that's really good. Um, yeah, so, you know, really challenging you where you're in the wrong and in the end, you know, it's actually doing you more good than someone that's actually just thinks that... you in your head. Yeah, and you both think that, you know, that's your friend, but you don't realise that maybe it's not because it may not be that best advice or counsel in that situation. And we see this as well. Because um, that open rebuke speaks of life-giving correction. Yeah. And we see in Galatians 5, 14, Paul actually challenges Peter because there was... Peter was had been eating and stuff with the Gentiles, and then when some Jews came, he sort of started withdrawing from the Gentiles because... He was worried about what the Jews would think of him, and, and Paul gave him an open rebuke. In Galatians 2.14, Paul says, When I saw that they were not acting in line with the truth of the gospel, I said to um, Cephas in front of them all, you know, and he pulled him up, and that was that's an example of open rebuke. Yeah, so... Um, and then Proverbs, sorry, 15... Uh, Proverbs 28.23, Whoever rebukes a person will in the end gain favour rather than one who has a flattering tongue. So gaining favour in the end, I mean, you're pleasing God. That's who we've got to please first. And hopefully if your friend realises and wakes up, then they realise you were actually doing the right thing. 
And Proverbs 15, 31 now talks about where we are given that rebuke or that advice. Whoever heeds life-giving correction will be at home among the wise. But yes, if you don't heed it, you're at home among the fools. Yeah. And you look at those words of correction, you know, they're hurtful and embarrassing, but they're spoken out of love. Yeah. Um, and in the end, they, you know, they're pleasant and bring joy, but the words are buttery, they're deceitful. They have some agenda or something, and in the end, it's only bringing death into yeah. the world. Yeah. And that bringing death, and that scripture there where it talks about life giving correction, life giving, it's the eternal consequence. It's talking mm-hmm. about that life, you know? Yeah. yeah. Proverbs um, 27 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Mm-hmm. So you have that friend that's coming in and offering advice to you. You've got to make sure that you reciprocate that. And you're, you're not just taking it, taking it, taking it, but you've got to give that back to them as well and pull them up when they're... You want to sharpen me, I'm going to sharpen <laughs> you. Yeah. Well, I think part of being a wise person is that... You cheating correction. Cheating the yes. correction and also choosing friends who yeah, will be able to heed yeah. yeah. correction. And that's where you'll find um, a characteristic of a controller or a Jezebel, where mm. they will... They will, you'll look at their friendships and it's all people that they perceive as spiritually weaker than them. Because they can control them and they won't speak in and they won't challenge and confront them because they cannot handle that. Mm. It's just interesting, you know, you look in in those situations and look in retrospect and it's like all people. And so, you know, often um, if people are sort of supporting someone like that, I often want to say you're just actually a fool because they only your friend because they consider you inferior to them and weaker spiritually so it's not a compliment that they're your your mate it's actually Mm. i think um (laughs) um you've got to be wary of um of the type of you might have like a friend that's sitting there that you've had for many many years and you thought they were a good sort and they were speaking the right things into your life and then you know one day you come to realize that hey what, what they're teaching them to me or what they're talking into me isn't actually appropriate. And, you know, you might realise that um, you're coming from two different levels of, of training and you might actually be more mature in, in what in they're, they're trying to speak over to you. I just, I, I got that from, um, someone was telling me one time that they were meeting with a friend and... Um, this person was was always trying to counsel them and teach them and stuff like that instead of just being a friend when and they weren't taking it because this person was actually coming from a, a lower level of of Christian Christian understanding and they were struggling to actually say to them look I don't want to take your counsel I just want to be your friend because what you're teaching me aren't actually you know steps ahead of you so I, and that's the whole Barnabas Paul situation, yeah. isn't it? Who you talk, you know, people will be at different levels of maturity, and if you're Paul, you shouldn't be allowing the Barnabas to talk into yeah. you, you know. And they came from. I got it wrong. Now, Paul and Barnabas, yeah, Timothy shouldn't be talking into Paul. Paul and Barnabas. <laughs> this will be peers. No. Yeah, they, like they might come from you, two different, um, not church backgrounds, but two different churches, and they different levels. So one person might come house and they've had this whole <laughs> teaching for years and years and years. Of <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, that's 
been offering getting counsel from someone, even though it's just a, a meet and have a coffee and together, yeah. and they they find it hard to say, look, I, I don't want to accept that counsel. Yeah. You don't need to come speak to me all the time. And I think that's where it's so crucial that we in the word for ourselves and we know the word as well, so that we can identify as well. Hey, I mean, there'll be times when it's obvious, but really, that this is not. Really make sure, yeah, if someone's speaking and it is godly counsel and they are someone, you know, that's at that stage, we're talking. Mm. Interesting. Hey, that any, like, discernment comes from, like, experience, but it comes from the word, or else mm. how do you, mm. something that I read 10 years ago would have been sweet to me, now I read it now and go, yeah. that doesn't line up with the blah, blah, blah. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, knowing, because that's your, that's your standard, isn't it? Yeah, mm. the word, and that's how you know, like you say, Stacey, that teaching that you've got in you, you're just hearing things and it's like, no, hang on, that's not quite right. Mm. Yeah. All right. A wise person fulfills his obligations to his neighbours. Um, Proverbs three twenty-seven to 28. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due. When it is in your power to act, do not say to your neighbour, come back tomorrow and I'll give it to you when you already have it with you. This is basically act with integrity towards people be kind and compassionate you know you're not trying to serve some agenda or gain control or power over them just by withholding things from them just be kind mm. um i thought it was reminding me this week you know because we've just been dealing with the fallout from the cyclone um i remember in the brisbane floods it was just brisbane was just flooded and they were organizing buses to go in and we got the message like do you guys want to go in and help? Da, da, da. And so there were so many people affected by it and like so much cleanup to do and I just didn't go. I had no reason not to go. I didn't I either. I bought gumboots to go and a brush to go and in the end didn't go. That's even worse, right? Or maybe it's a step better than you. <laughs> you messaged me to go. I blame you. I told you you didn't know all this time. You thought I wouldn't. Know. <laughs> you were, and I was a terrible I was person. But I had no reason not to go. Yeah. I was just on holidays. It's my last Something day. Something must have happened for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just I didn't go. There's thousands of people without homes and, you know, and I just, meh, I didn't go. Just, meh. So no I'll go scripture to you now, like you're condemning yourself. Or you <laughs> guilt. You've repented, you're right, you can let it go. <laughs> it was, what, uh, six years ago. Yeah, it was, it was enough, a while ago. Enough, ten, enough tenants now, let yeah. it go. <laughs> um, so we should always operate with, with from love, you know, not from that selfish, you know, self-interested motivation. And I think for me, the big thing as well to keep reminding myself, you know, when you read these scriptures and it talks about like the neighbour, especially ones like neighbour doesn't just literally mean the person. The that, was <laughs> that was my point. <laughs> Stop taking that point. <laughs> I always literally think neighbours no 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 it's not neighbours <laughs> and then I could justify myself okay well you know they're not there, I talk it's like no and I mean uh, reading Matthew 22 36 to 40 um they, they were questioning Jesus they said teacher which is the greatest commandment in the law Jesus replied love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind this is the first and greatest commandment and this the second is like it love your neighbour as yourself all the law and the prophets hang on these two commands. Um, and then also the parable of the Good Samaritan. 
Well, they were trying to trip Jesus up again with, you know, questions saying to him, oh, so who's my neighbor, you know, because you want to sort of justify yourself, oh, well, it's that person and, and, and you know, Jesus just spun that around as well and he, he showed the point through that, you know, the parable of the Good Samaritan that our neighbor's anyone actually in need. And, you know, that story there that of the Good Samaritan shows that, and I, I'm guilty of this as well, that often I'll just regard those people I know or those who are similar to me or people, you know, that, yeah, just like the priest and the Levite people, there'll be people that I might avoid because they're different or whatever and not like me and then it's more comfortable to just stick with what you know, but it's actually anyone in need and, and so we've got to view everyone as having value and worth because they're all created in God's image. Um, and my flesh almost doesn't like that. It wants to just like, oh, well, those people are, you know, just choose who my neighbours are, sort of, and not, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Choose your friends, choose your neighbours. Right? <laughs> yeah. Ditch <laughs> your family. Choose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A wise person strives to have peace with his neighbours or her neighbours. Um, there's a scripture in Romans twelve eighteen. It says, "If it is possible, as far as it, ha ha, <laughs> I stole Carolyn's scripture for once. <laughs> um, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone." Mm. I had a friend who, through a series of circumstances that were completely beyond my control, took offence at me and. Though we'd once been close, if we happened to meet up, you know, we would be ignored. And that would, of course, be hurtful, but, you know, um, that happens. Um, and what really bothered me is just, like, we were both claiming to be Christians, but we were, like, having this quarrel, but claiming to be Christians. And it was just, anyway, the whole thing just bothered me. But, um, and I bumped into this friend the other day, and I was like, you know what, it's easy for me to just pretend I didn't see you, I don't want to deal with the hurt again or just the conflict of it I can just ignore you but I was like you know what I'm gonna go up and talk to this person and I want it to be said that as far as God as far as it's you know me my responsibility I've tried to sort this out and deal with this um and so I went up and ended up having a quite a good chat so it was it'd been bothering me for a while so it was really good to to have that Good when you yeah. get those opportunities, hey, especially yeah. when it's bothering you. It's like, okay, God, oh, uh, you're going to have to engineer it. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah, you know, it made me, when I read that as well, thought of that. I don't know, was it actually a TV show called Neighbours from Hell? Or was it just on current affairs? Uh, they like talk about Neighbours from Hell? Probably like an American. Yeah, but there was something on TV where it was just current affair or whatever, and just thinking like, huh? you have neighbours like that, it can actually make your life totally so miserable, hey? Well, I realised when we moved here sick about everything that out. how much I was feeling the pressure from our neighbour. Yeah. He was quite aggressive um, and would just pop over unannounced and, like, just to badger you and or just have a big whinge about other neighbours. And, like, I realised once I left here that I was, like, living with this pressure yeah. I don't know when he's come over. He can be quite aggressive. He'd wait till Ben was gone and come over and be a bit bullying to me. Um, and yeah, I just didn't realise it until we moved here. I was like, oh, what yeah, a relief. Really cool. And I've been living with that and yeah. ridiculous. 
And I mean, so that's really, and okay, there we're talking about literally the neighbor next door, but still that, how it's like just to have that peaceful, mm. good interaction as far as it's up to you. Yeah. yeah. What about outstaying as well, Kim? Mm. Better not have stolen my saying that comes with that, girls. Well, familiarity breeds contempt. <laughs> <laughs> So Proverbs yeah. twenty five seventeen seldom set foot in your neighbor's house too much of you and they will hate you. I really appreciate how practical the Bible is. Yeah. Just give people their space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and that that saying, you know, familiarity breeds contempt. It really that scripture really talks about it and it is true as well. You know, the more familiar people get with you as well, the more they feel they can just say things and whatever and you know, it can lead to all sorts of Hmm. Yeah, I remember when there was um, just watching you guys and having there was a person who was sort of in that situation with you and they would say things in a crowd of other people that was just really inappropriate and would lead to other people not respecting you guys as the spiritual leaders of the church so it is yeah it can be quite a quite an issue and people don't really realize yeah and that is the problem isn't it because you still that's the thing you want to encourage people and grow them and whatever and allow them to have that and 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 the whole nature of christianity is you do open yourself to that problem because you are allowing people into your life and into your heart or whatever and so you want to do that still but yeah that definitely does arise as you say and you know, you might have that familiarity with one person, but another person doesn't necessarily have the maturity to handle it. And as you say, it can, mm. you know, it can have that that backspin of there of yeah, people not being respectful because you've opened, you know, and you've tried to just show them who you are. But it's a yeah, yeah. And then at the end of the day, these are your these aren't your friends. These are your so-called neighbors. So they're like it more like an acquaintance type of thing. So. You know, you're not having that deep counsel, that deep trust with them. It's, you know, something that you're <laughs> growing into. <laughs> yep. So what's making you chuckle? Oh, just like, I'm just thinking of my old neighbour who really didn't know when it was time to go home. <laughs> yeah, you have that sometimes. It's like, oh, I'm like falling asleep here. You're still not going. Like, <laughs> please. Uh, yeah. You try to think about it though, it's because you know people are just enjoying like the Holy Spirit's on this house, they feel at peace, <laughs> it's like a holiday for them. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, well, that's all from us tonight. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, jump onto our website www.life-house.net. Um, that's our website, or just check out some of our other podcasts on um, iTunes, which you can find under Life House Church. It's like our spiritual warfare one or our end times one, just to be specific. We wouldn't want you to go to some crazy other Life House Church. <laughs> All right, um, have a good week, everyone. <laughs>